Welcome to D4 Sports, day drinking with Don and Dustin. I'm Don. And I'm Dustin. We're coming to you from Lubbock, Texas. And London, England. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, welcome everybody to D4 Sports. This is our initial episode, our kickoff. And as Dustin and I were talking through how we wanted to start this show, we're thinking, how do we start a, a show about sports? Dustin, what do you think is the best way we should start a show about sports? Well, football is the sport that definitely brought us together. And at the beginning of every football game, what do you have? You have the coin flip. And I think that would be the best way to start this one. Okay, this is the coin. You're our visiting team. You have the choice. This is tails. This is heads. All right. Coin flip it is. I got a coin right here. I want to give it a flip. Dustin, uh, we'll let you be the visitors this time so you can call. Uh, What's your call? I'm going to go with heads. He calls heads. All right. Here's the coin flip. And tails. It is tails. Of course. Home team wins a call. Yeah, there you go. So... All right, so uh, we're going to kick this off, and uh, you know our first segment and our kickoff episode, uh, we're going to call the the, you know, the scouting report because you know you got to know the players, you got to know who you're talking to, you got to know what you're dealing with if you're going to have if you're going to have a good sports competition. So um, we thought we'd take a minute, introduce ourselves, and uh, in order to hopefully do this in a way without us just rattling on forever, I thought we'd kind of go with uh, kind of a Q and A format. So uh, we got some questions for each other, just as a way to kind of introduce each other. Hopefully, you get to know us a bit, and uh, and get the show started. So, uh, so I'm going to go first. So, Dustin, uh, first question to you: um, When did you first know that you loved sports, uh, or maybe what's your earliest sports memory, or the time that you knew, you know, what that it was that sports was going to be, if not your thing, a big thing to you? I think for me, it was really in sixth grade, uh, started playing basketball, playing it consistently, uh, kind of fell in love with the game. And for me, it was just that sport for the longest time, um, just following it, playing it, working, working hard at the craft. But um, I think as I got older, uh, just being around sports in general, um, knowing get, that I get to watch it on TV quite often, um, kind of get into it. Uh, there were a lot of times just being out outside with the friends, making some stuff up. You know, you'd have football, throw it around, baseball, throw it around. You just kind of go with the flow um, playing outside. So I think but initially it was probably sixth grade is when I really started to pay attention to to what sports was. Do, do you have like a first like iconic kind of sports memory of basketball? I mean, basketball was your your main sport, right? So but like, do you have that right. first moment when you like basketball was it? I, I wouldn't say I had had a, a an exact moment. There was a summer, I guess, before starting sixth grade that I just was at a at a day camp. Parents had to put me in there. They had a gym, and I just requested to be dropped off about an hour and a half before and picked up an hour and a half later, uh, so that I could just stay in the gym. Um, and I just shot for about three hours a day. So uh, it wasn't like one specific thing, but it, it was just something that kind of grew. Sure. 
Well, why don't you talk a little bit more about your sporting background, right? Obviously, you know, as we'll, as we'll talk and people get to know us and whatnot, but obviously basketball, like you said, has been your main game. But what else is, you know, kind of your sports interests, your kind of your sports background? Well, I, I think especially for this show, uh, sport interest is is football. That's kind of what brought you and I together. Um, we watch it consistently. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Um, but uh, background played very, very little tennis, but I did play. Um, 1-0 and in high school on the varsity level, quit after one match. Uh, so I went out on top. Um, Great career. Great career. Absolutely. Follow tennis now. Um pretty closely. So, uh, there is that, uh, follow baseball. I'm a St. Louis cards fan, football, Arizona cards fan, even though I don't want to say that right now. Um, <laughs> but for basketball, I would say I'm a diehard, uh, Phoenix Suns fan. Now you haven't always been a Suns fan though, have you, or has that always been your team? Well, it since sixth grade. So in sixth grade, oh, I went okay. to a All Suns right. game and I got to give Dan Marley a high five thunder Dan. Um, <laughs> Dan so Marley. From that point nice. on, I was sold with the Suns. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. So, so, all right. So then, and now, and you know, you're kind of underplaying your basketball career here because you actually went on and played in college, right? So you, four year college yes. on scholarship, right? Yeah. Yes. Ended up uh, with a full ride to a, a small, at the time, NAIA school called Lubbock Christian University. Um, Got to play quite a bit. Um, so freshman and sophomore year, came off the bench as a sixth man. Junior and senior year, I got to start. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I did did play uh, quite a bit, and I got to play at a, a pretty high level. Um, so I, I did enjoy that. And, and what's your claim to fame? Your best sporting moment? I mean, like, you know, what is it? Uh, maybe... Um, got player of the week, uh, for our conference, went out, had 27, one game, followed up by a 25 point game. Um, had the, the, I guess, privilege of winning state as a sophomore in high school. So that was a lot of fun as well. Um, being on a team that, that got to, to go to the highest level in the high school realm. Yeah. I saw some some of those games, didn't I? Yeah. It was pretty exciting. You, you did. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you like best about sports now and about watching sports and, and, and the whole sport culture? Cause you're a little older now, right? Your right, actual right. meaningful playing careers, you know, pass you by though, you know, you still play, but what do you like best about sports now? I think for me, I love spirited rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. I love the banter back and forth, being able to, to watch the game, but then just kind of go at each other. Um, not in a, a harmful or, mean way <laughs> but uh just enjoying um the spirit of rivalry but i i just enjoy playing it i love uh, the team sports aspect of it um and so it just it, it's something that keeps me intrigued and i just stay glued to it pretty much no matter what what sport it is all right well looking forward to uh doing this podcast with you and we'll we'll talk about this later but you know this has been something we've been talking about for a long time but uh right yeah, yeah, you know, finally getting this thing off the ground and uh, look, looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, well, it's my turn to ask you some questions. So, all right, here we go. You, you are a uh, a couple years my senior. So, um, what was it that brought you into sports? Kind of, kind of the same question. Um, what, what really got you into it? And then, what were some meaningful moments in your life that 
um, really stuck out. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was a I, I was a kid of the '80s, right? I'm Gen X, so like you said, I'm you know I'm what 11 years older than you probably. So I mean, I was the generation that grew out grew up playing everything outside all the time. You know, we had the basketball hoop on the front of the house, and we shot baskets endlessly. We had the old school solid wood uh, garage door that I'd you know throw a tennis ball off of or whack a tennis ball with a racket off of. Um, we had you know a fenced in front yard, and we play like wiffle ball, we play, we play with like, like a Nerf ball and we'd play for hours and hours. We play, my brother, six years older than me, we played touch football in the street, I mean, all day. <laughs> I mean, you know, all the time, you know, two on two, three on three, whatever we could get, all the guys on the street. And so, you know, I don't really ever remember there being a time when I wasn't into sports as a kid. Um, and I, and I was pretty athletic, you know, I mean, I was, I was small until, you know, really, I mean, I'm, Whatever I got up eventually got to about five ten, but I was only when I started high school I was only like five five. So you know I was not I was not big, but but you know I was fast. I mean I I played uh, organized sports as a kid. I played flag football starting in like fourth grade. I played baseball starting in fourth grade. I was a bowler. I started bowling when I was eight years old, and uh, bowled really. I mean I was pre- in fact if I have to say probably the sport I may- maybe was best at would be bowling. I mean I quit in when I was about fifteen years old. I had a 195 average. So, I mean, I was competing in like state tournaments and stuff. So, um, but played football through one year of high school. I, I swam a couple of years in high school. I played, I don't know, five or six years of team baseball. Um, you know, then, you know, kind of later in high school and in college went on and played some volleyball, uh, played on, on, on our volleyball team in high school for a year, played down at the beach in Santa Cruz going up down there. So I was like, you know, always around sports. I, I actually, as an adult, I, I did, I did coach high school football for one year, was an assistant coach on our team for one nice. year. Uh, and I do, you know, play a lot of golf, took that up in college and I still play a lot of golf today. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I, I never really, you know, played at the very high levels, you know, I kind of was, you know, uh, you know, competitive as, as, as a kid, uh, and growing up and played all the time in every sport I could. And was, you know, was fine. I was never the last kid picked, you know, which was nice, you know, but um, yeah, I was never, you know, never like a five sport letterman or anything like that, but um, just love sports. I have, have my entire life really. So, right. Yeah. And, I, and I would say, you know, when we kind of got together in, in the sports realm, golf was what you were really good at. Um, yeah. From, from my standpoint, I, I just know that, you know, you had, you had the ability to, to, to play very well. Um, I think yeah, I could get one one ninety five in bowling uh, if it took me three three different uh, <laughs> games, but you know I'd yeah. get there eventually. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, I mean, you play enough, you're gonna you're gonna you know everybody gets a everybody hits a pin every now and then, right? So yeah, no, uh, yeah, but I I haven't I haven't bowled too much lately. I, I went with every now and then to go with my son, and he vows he's gonna beat me every time, and he doesn't and he doesn't like that. But, you know, whatever. Right. Right. The, the competitive aspect of, of sports. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is it for you that brings sports into your life? I mean, I know you played, I know you, you enjoyed it, but what is it really that just kind of, you kind of hang your hat on when it comes to sports? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, I mean, if I had to say the sport that I love the most, it's football. Right. And, um, I mean, I've been, I mean, when I was a little kid, I, we, we had Raiders season tickets back when I was seven, eight, nine years old. 
And I literally, I mean, I knew every player and every stat and everything for, for, you know, for the Raiders. And so, and, you know, really from the time I was a kid, you know, I, um, I, I just love football. So I, I love the game. I love to watch the game. And I obviously don't play it anymore um, at my age. It's, you know, probably not wise if I want to try to keep walking. But yeah, I just, I mean, you know, in terms of, of that and, and other sports too, but football is, is the main one. And I, I just, I, I kind of like you, I, I love the competition. Um, I mean, you know, there are times I live and die with my team, you know, and uh, my wife doesn't get it. She's incredibly non-competitive, you know, and she wish, you know, I threw Super Bowl parties, you know, for the last 10 years. And she's always glad when my team is not playing because she's like, you're so much nicer to watch the game with. But, you know, because she doesn't get it. She doesn't get the, she doesn't get like the physical pain when, when your team loses, you know, and, and I get you that. feel so invested, you feel connected, you feel like that's you your team. And that, and, and we always say with yeah. our sports team, you say my team or us, or there, yeah, there's we, never, we a, won. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, what did you do? Well, I, I mean, I watched them. Yeah. So I, I understand that part <laughs> of it too. <laughs> Like what's a fever pitch, right? Jimmy Fallon in the, uh, the the movie where he's like, you know, basically trades his girlfriend for the Red Sox and realizes in the right. end that okay, probably not worth that much, but <laughs> almost, you know, right. almost. We're close. And We're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I you know I very much like you. I mean, I love you know I love rooting for my team. I love I love the drama. I love the competitiveness. Uh, it's just exciting. It's just exciting stuff. Well, who are your teams then? Ah, well, here you go. So I'm a New England Patriots fan uh, for football. And, uh, you know, not that you have ever, you know, made any jokes about that uh, one way or the no, other. No, never, never. Mm-mm. No, never. We'll get there. You're a huge, huge Brady fan, right? You are. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, Absolutely. So, you know, good, what, good TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 the truth is, I mean, I, you know, I'll watch pretty much any NFL game, um, but but the Patriots are my team there. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I used to be a big baseball fan and I was a Red Sox fan. I know you're probably thinking, Oh, why new England? And I, you know, I do have a legitimate story that goes way back to my childhood with the Red Sox. <clears throat> my, one of my very first sports memories is watching Jim Rice hit a home run over the green monster on a, this weekend baseball game on Saturday morning. And it, you know, I was like probably 77, 78, and I, you know, remember that moment and I was a Red Sox fan and so lived and died with them, you know, through the 86 World Series and the Buckner game and, and everything. And then finally, when they won it in 2004. Um, and again, I, you know, I, I'm not quite as committed to baseball now, um, uh, but they would still be my team um, in the NBA. And this makes me a bit of a homer, probably. But the Golden State Warriors, I mean, I grew up in the Bay Area and the Warriors were just right. awful. I mean, then, and they were, they really were bad. And, uh, I actually had a bit of a personal connection. My best friend growing up played a lot of basketball. He was good friends with a guy who was, and it's, it's, you know, this is very loose connection, but really good friends with Donnie Nelson Jr. Right. The son of Don Nelson, coach right, of the Warriors. Right. Um, and so we were, you know, as much as you could be a Warriors fan in the seventies and eighties and nineties, I was, so it was really cool when the Steph Curry era came along. Um, but yeah, you know, basketball, I just want to see good basketball. So. I, you know, but if I have a team now, it'd, it'd definitely be the Warriors would be the first one. Um, hockey, I was a St. Louis Blues fan, uh, living in St. Louis for 20 years. And man, that Stanley Cup run in 2019, baby, that was, that was it. Um, yeah. And uh, I remember so. that just 
because of talking to you about it. I know nothing about yeah. hockey, but I do remember that you were excited. The whole town was excited. So that was kind of fun to be. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say a part of for my end, but, you know, kind of sure. back in the the stands, just getting to hear it from you. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. Well, part of part of the beauty of hockey is the playoffs are so long. But, you know, it's like baseball. So it's every day. And like we had friends. We were getting together three nights a week with our friends watching every playoff game. It was nuts for like two months, right, throughout the whole playoff run. So that was uh, that was tremendous. But I, what about you? You didn't uh, you didn't. Uh, well, I guess you mentioned you mentioned a couple of your teams, but I think you left one out. That's a pretty major uh, rooting interest just because of where you live. Right. Yeah, uh, we're going the, the college realm. Um, mm-hmm. Living in West Texas, uh, the the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. So wreck them. Um, I remember, you know, when we first moved here, and since I love spirited rivalries so much, um, I wanted to root for every team that came to Lubbock instead of the Red Raiders. <laughs> um, so that way, I could, you know have somebody to go against really. And then after about 10 years of that, I got tired of just rooting for <laughs> every team that came here. Um, so I finally just jumped in with both feet. And so, yeah, I'm, I would say I'm a diehard Red Raider. Yep. Yep. And, you know, full disclosure, my niece is actually starting at uh, as a freshman at Texas Tech this year. Um, so she now is. I have a further family connection uh, to Lubbock, Texas, and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So, uh, soft spot in my heart for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But in the college realm, if I had my rooting interest, would be Cal, Go Bears, even though they don't ever win anything, except for Olympic sports. They're great there, but, you know, other stuff. Yeah, and right now they got to find a conference. Yeah, well, we can talk about that later. <clears throat> anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, that that's the scouting report for episode one. Uh, give you a little bit of insight about who we are, and uh, now we're going to work out uh, what's the game plan here. What are we doing? Why are we doing this podcast, Dustin? Our podcast is a combination of, of two different things. It's it's sports and it's drinking, and it's it's something that we both enjoy um, or have enjoyed. Um, it's just something that we we have talked about on a consistent basis. Uh, we talk sports daily, um, pretty much just something that brought us together. And there would be things, you know, while we're watching sports together that once we brought up the idea of a podcast, we would just kind of combine that in, uh, something would happen on TV and we would just say to each other podcast. And I'll let you get Mm -hmm. into that a little bit more. Um, but it's just something that definitely has sports has brought us together. Um, besides being family but talking as much as we do on a daily basis, it's something that has brought us together and something that we um, enjoy talking about. And so this podcast gives us a platform to to talk about those things on a, on a different level. Yeah. And, and you, you said something important there. Right. And because of this, uh, the first time we mentioned we are at we are family. We're brothers in law. Right. Um, uh, I married your sister now 30 years ago. Uh, you were the ring bearer in the wedding. Yeah, no, thanks very much. We just celebrated 30 years not too long ago. And uh, yeah, you were our ring bearer, you know, successfully mm-hmm. walked those rings down the aisle, you know, got them all the way up there. Um, That's right. Took off your took off your tux before we had uh, got pictures done. But, you know, other than that, everything was fine. It was a little hot. It was. It was hot. Summer day. But uh, yeah, no, but so, you know, you know, we've obviously 
obviously known each other for a very long time. Um, but it was, you know, in the last, you know, seven, eight, nine years that we really kind of did start talking a lot more about sports, particularly about football. And really, one of the first ways that we kind of connected on that was uh, my family had always done an NFL pick'em pool, right? Uh, just a standard pick'em game. And, you know, nothing at stake, just bragging rights and, and whatever. And I, I invited you into that. Yeah, oh boy, I don't know. It's probably eight, nine years ago now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we started competing with uh, with that aspect. Um, and then another thing that we'll talk about at, you know, with some frequency on this show was DraftKings came along and Daily Fantasy. Right. What did, did we ever do a, a full fantasy football league together? I don't believe so. Um, I know when I first started doing fantasy, uh, it was with uh, another family um, just kind of getting into it. And I knew nothing about it, just like anybody that starts in it. But yeah. I don't think we ever uh, did one together um, as yeah. as a family or anything like that. So, yeah, but 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 we started talking about fantasy football, and then DraftKings came along, and then we started playing some DraftKings, and then we decided, hey, why don't we play some DraftKings against each other? And so we've been doing that, and again, we'll talk about more about that at, at some length as, as we go. Um, but it was it was as we started doing that, as we started competing against each other in DraftKings, uh, then we started watching the games together, right? right. And so we talked back and forth during the games. Yeah, um, it was one of those things that, well, I would watch one game at a time, and you'd watch all six going on at once. <laughs> um, but I was following ticket, as baby. best I yeah. right. I was following <laughs> as best I could. Um, but we did we did correspond back and forth quite a bit. Um, and with me and my competitive nature, starting off with the, the Nichols family pick them, um, I wanted to win. And so I would have to follow and know who was playing well, what teams were good. Cause if not, then I was just throwing a, a dart at a dartboard with my eyes closed. So, um, <laughs> it was something that I really had to, to get involved with. Yeah, which uh, so, that strategy, by the way, is unfortunately proven to be far too successful occasionally in the in our in our pick'em league. As my sister, I think, won one year, and I don't think she's ever watched a game. I don't know that she's ever true. watched an entire football game, but uh, true, true, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we'd start doing that, and then as then we started actually live watching games together, typically primetime games. And as Dustin said, we'd have these comments, and you know, we'd say back and forth, "Oh, you know, that's a podcast moment," and. The podcast moment was, you know, we'd watch the game and, and uh, you know, Dustin or I would text something to each other. And literally five seconds later, the announcers would say exactly what we said, right? And, or, or sometimes we'd just text each other the exact same thing at the exact same time. I think that happened about three or four times where it was almost word for word, the exact same thing of what we saw. And so we just yeah. have to, right after that, it'd be podcast. Yeah. We sit there and we'd say, "Oh yeah, well, well, we should start a podcast. We know we know as much as the announcers do." And we, well, now we've we've been saying that for five years. So uh, <laughs> right, and now trying to get into it is a different different ball game. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you know, we over the years we started talking about it, and and to be honest, I mean, I think we've become you know very good friends over the last few years, and we you know now text each other pretty much every single day, you know, uh, about sports. Primarily, but also it's just right. everything else. Right. And it, it, it absolutely has brought us together. Um, and then sports can do that. 
Um, yesterday I was at a, at a gym, there were some basketball games going and I've been out of the, the realm of, of kids playing or being in that setting. And I walked into the gym and I knew about 15 different people. And I just thought how interesting it was that sports just brings people together, no matter how long it's been, um, away from the game, just going in and seeing people that, you know, and how it, it had brought you together at one point in time. And you can still go back to that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to be around sports, talk about sports and watch sports for sure. It's also fun to sit around with a bunch of people and have a nice drink. It is absolutely. <laughs> it, and it also can make that, um, competitive rivalry a lot more fun. <laughs> well, exciting, sometimes fun, sometimes, sometimes fun. you know, it depends where it depends how far you take it that sometimes it might push the true. limits. But that's so another true. the second major aspect of the show came up because, you know, we'd sit around and, you know, we'd have a drink, we'd you know, go out, we'd watch the game, you know, Dustin frequently go to the sports bar, right? Yes, Hang with your buddies and watch the game. We, you know, in the great American tradition of tailgating, would occasionally do that. I know you probably did more than that than uh, more of that than I did. Um, tailgating is a great thing. I will say that it brings people together before the game and after the game. Yeah, yeah, well, and all throughout and everything else. Yeah, no question. But so, so that was where we we kind of started, you know, talking about, you know, hey, we're sitting around or having a little day drink, and then we got the idea of, yeah, you know what. Day drinking with Donna Dustin, D4 Sports. What could be better, right? So, uh, yeah, and of course the play on D4, right? Are, you know, well, you weren't quite Division One. Well, no, you were Division One. It was Division One NAIA, so no, it wasn't the, the NCAA. However, oh, right. when you look at the NCAA, you've got the three divisions, right? You've got Division One, Division Two, Division yep. Three, and yep. with our prowess in all sports, Nick. I mean, we we're just going to create our own division here, Division Four, right? So D four is where we fit in. It's going to be very hard for people to fit into our category. Yeah, um, so I mean, we'll just we'll throw that out there. The D four part of it is is the day drinking with Don and Dustin, but it's also a part of the the sports aspect of it as well. It definitely gets to the level of where we are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, so we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about drinking, you know, two things we like. Although, in the year leading up to this podcast, as we started talking about it and started planning it, uh, you made a bit of a change in your approach, didn't you? I, I did make a bit of a change. I did stop drinking. Um, doesn't mean I don't know anything about it, for sure. Um, <laughs> it just means that I have uh, I have stopped and... Uh, we're, we're just kind of going from there, but I, I definitely still know quite a bit about uh, the drinking. And, and certainly, I mean, you know, um, while I have not stopped drinking, I in, in, in enjoy, uh, enjoy a good uh, cocktail, a good beer, a day at the pub, so to speak. Um, there's no question that uh, brings another, another angle to the conversation on uh, experiencing things um, from within and without in terms of uh, sort of the drinking culture that, that accompanies well, not only just social life in general, but also certainly sporting culture. So, right, and like you had mentioned earlier, it, it you know you you have the two things, sports and drinking, and it, and it can bring people together. Like you said, mm-hmm. a pub or a bar or however that looks, um, it just it brings people together. You can normally when you're in your hometown, especially in the U.S., and you're in a bar, you have those rooting same rooting interests when the sports mm-hmm. is on the TV and everybody can get loud and cheer or cry in their beer or however that looks. 
Um, it's something that can bring you and strangers together in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a couple other things unique about this show, I think, um, you know, obviously you heard in the intro and you probably can't tell from my accent. Um, although somebody actually just this week said I had a very thick accent, but of course he was British. And when I was talking to him, he was like, or do you live in the, I was on the phone with him. He says, do you live in, in the UK? And I said, why? Yes, I do. And he goes, well, cause you have a very thick accent, which is probably the first time I've ever been told that. But about a year ago, I moved, my wife and I moved from St. Louis, Missouri to London, England. And so one of the interesting aspects, we hope will be interesting anyway, um, and it's been interesting for me, has been experiencing uh, sport, no S, sport instead of sports, but sport culture over here in the UK. And uh, that will be another, another piece uh, of the show. Um, and, and give us, you know, I think something that uh, most podcasts today in sports aren't really offering, right? Right. And it's definitely a difference because the culture over there is totally different than the culture here in America. Um, like mm-hmm. you have stated before, in America, you have the bars. In England, you have the pubs. Um, soccer or football is huge mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, something we don't really know a whole lot about, but we are trying our hardest to, to kind of <laughs> jump in and, and follow and learn uh, what it is. So it could be something that we talk about, um, but yeah. it is, there is a, a difference in culture. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, you know, really football, they call it here, but soccer is it's not the only game in town, but it's almost the only game in town, right? Uh, there is rugby, uh, there is cricket <laughs> for those who who can understand cricket. There is cricket, um, you know, and then then there are you know other smaller. I mean, they have tennis. Obviously, Wimbledon's a big deal. Golf is, of course, you know, a big deal. But um, but in terms of professional sports, it's really I mean, it's really football or you know soccer you know, football here. And uh, that dominates everything in a way that is very different than the U.S. Everybody has a football team. Even people that don't like football have a football team that they follow. And there's so many levels of it. And uh, again, yeah, that's something we'll talk about and kind of get into, you know, as we go on throughout the podcast. But uh, yeah, I hope to bring that. Anything else you can think of unique that we're bringing to the, bringing to the table here? No, I think we kind of covered everything. Um, we We know a little bit about the sports out there for sure. Um, some more than others, but we, uh, we definitely try to learn and try to follow as closely as we can to, to be able to, to talk about it and, and see where we can go with it. Yeah. So I think we'll bring some interesting sports, you know, analysis, uh, some cultural observations, uh, some, you know, some enjoyment to it. And I think, you know, if you, if you enjoy sports and you like diverse sports, I think, you know, give us a listen. I think you'll, uh, you'll hopefully, uh, you know, enjoy the show and, We'll, we'll bring maybe a, a little bit different take than, than some folks. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we're going to explore this together. So that's, uh, that's the game plan. That's, uh, that's what we're hoping to do with D4 Sports. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. You may be asking yourself, how do you have a sponsor on the first episode of your podcast? Well... This week's sponsor is whiskey. Just whiskey. Pick up any bottle off the shelf at your local liquor store. They're sponsoring us. Whiskey has been used for any number of things over the years. Sterilizing wounds during amputations in the Civil War. Provoking many needless brawls among close friends. 
don't forget how well it can ruin a holiday gathering. But whiskey can also warm you on a cold night and provide a good night at the pub with your mates. So this week, D4 Sports is brought to you by whiskey. Just whiskey. Well, that kind of gives us a little bit of an insight to, to kind of what we're wanting to do with our podcast. Yeah, we talk about sports with each other all the time. This just kind of gives us a, a platform to do that. And if, if others want to listen as well, um, that's great, too, from our standpoint. Um, in regard to that, let's let's talk a little bit about sports, since that's kind of a, a good portion of what our podcast is going to be about. So, Nick, what is, is going on that you're seeing in sports? in the UK right now. Yes, well, thank you, Dustin. Sport, as we, as we call it over here. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I, again, as, as I said earlier, honestly, you know, sport in the UK is almost 100% about football, soccer, right? English Premier League. But there's, you know, we'll, we'll get into this more, but there are like seven different professional levels of football in, in the UK. So it's uh, it 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 really it's all encompassing here. I mean, everybody has a football. Team. Even people who don't like football have a football team. Um, but this is really the off season, if you will. Um, the the actual Premier League season is going to get started here in another three weeks to a month. But right now, what's happening is all the free agency, as they call it in in the U.S. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Contracts in in professional soccer and global soccer are so different, but this is the time that everybody's building their team. They're changing their manager if they need to. Um, you know, they're they're doing all the things to get ready for next season. So that's that's really it. And actually, there's no there's not really any rugby going on either. Rugby is probably the second most popular sport. And to be honest, I don't even know when the seasons are for that. But what is happening right, right. now is cricket. Lots of cricket going on in the summertime. Uh, there's right now there's a series called the Ashes which is a, uh, a series that happens, I don't know, every two years, three years between England and Australia. Um, that's, you know, it's, and it's what's called test cricket. So again, these mat these single matches go over like five days and they play, I don't know, I think they play six or seven matches in the ashes. I, I, I don't even know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about how this all works, you know, at later, later date. But um, so cricket's kind of having its heyday. And of course, Wimbledon, uh, you know, completed not too long ago and, and the Open Championship in golf. So, and those are very much, uh, uh, you know, big events here in the UK. Uh, Wimbledon was shown in every pub, uh, pretty much that has a TV screen. And uh, I live, you know, really right in central London. And there are several places where they'd set up a big screen and they'd show the Wimbledon matches, or they'll show cricket matches, or they'll show they'll show the Open Championship when it doesn't rain on it. <laughs> Nobody wants to sit out and watch golf in the rain when you're not actually at the course. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, uh, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so that's you know, kind of sport here in the UK right now is uh, it really is kind of the summer down season, and uh, as we go into uh, summer holiday, as they call it here for the month of August. Um, what about you, sports in the in the US in the summer? What what does that look like, Dustin? Well, in the summer, like I stated earlier, it is definitely the dog days of summer. You've got, I mean, you're 100 games in for baseball, you're post-All-Star. If you're playing well, you're kind of resting a few guys toward, you know, the end of the season to see what you can get going into the playoffs. 
Um, football right now, they're slowly getting integrated into the summer camps and preseason camps and things like that, getting their rookies in. I will say um, the NFL is probably very similar to soccer or football in England. We've got um, seven levels as well. Your top level is going to be like the, uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals, and then your bottom <laughs> tier is going to be some of those other teams. But, um, you know, in, in the U.S. football, they're all in one league total. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. Who got relegated um, this year, Dustin? Who got relegated? There, there are probably a few teams that, that deserve to be down there for sure. Um, Carolina, maybe oh. one of those teams that, that Arizona, throw, Arizona. thrown out. <laughs> Arizona, that's, that's my team. Um, they probably uh, would be in, in the middle tier of college football right now. But um, we're, just, we're, we're hanging on for dear life right now in Arizona or with, with the Cardinals. Um, let's see for basketball. They just got done with, uh, their summer camps and that's really for guys who are trying to get into the G league rookies played a little bit going from there. But, um, I mean, with me, I watched Wimbledon. I tried to follow as best I could, uh, not being there. And there's a lot to going on right now with tennis. I mean, I know Djokovic is still kind of up there and he's, he's that guy to beat right now, but there are some other guys that, now that this decade or two decades of, um, you know, the big three is kind of tearing down. Um, finally, you finally. Some... We've, we've been talking about it for at least five years. That oh, at surely, least. surely this has to end sometime. And now we're you would think so. But we are seeing it. And I mean, I know Federer and Nadal, you don't hear those names as much. Djokovic is still playing at an extremely high level. Um, and I know you've got Alcaraz, who is is really hot on his heels, but the past two haven't. I mean, he's come out second, and so yeah, um, he's got to be that guy that can really just say, you know what, I'm going to take it from you. You're not going to just hand it to me. Well, and and you know, again, in the tennis world, that's what we've been looking for. Like I said, for five years, right? The next great guy, and there's been any number of guys who looked like, oh, maybe maybe it was going to be him. Maybe it was going to be him, and they just haven't. Haven't yet materialized, but uh, it may yeah, be you see flashes. Yeah. yeah, you see flashes of these guys, and you're like, hey, this guy has potential. And then whether it's injury or the stage just gets too big for them, um, something happens, and then they kind of fade into um, yeah. a different level or a different – Or team. even just, just injury, and I think that's one of the – you know, as much as pr- probably of the big three, Nadal dealt with more injury than certainly either Federer or Djokovic. But that's the amazing thing about these guys, just showing up every single tournament and playing every time and not, uh, not getting injured. That's, it's, it's really amazing, actually. Right, and not just showing up, but the amount of matches that they played. You would see yeah. one of them in the championship every yeah. single time. Yeah. So that, that's pretty impressive. Pretty yeah. impressive. It has been something. It really has been something to uh, – and I, I remember, I know you're probably not quite young enough, but I remember back in the day I was a kid – Growing up, and my, my older brother played a lot of tennis, and I remember watching McEnroe and the late days of, of Borg and Jimmy Connors, and uh, I, I saw Arthur Ashley a couple of times, but and then into the Agassi and Sampras era. But, you know, uh, that kind of that golden age of the 80s with, you know, the early Swedes and Vlander and Edberg and, and these guys who are now all the coaches, you know, and then there was kind of the, I don't know, a, a bit of a lull maybe uh, in, the, in the tennis time, but you had Sampras and Agassi, who were interesting enough, I guess, back in the 90s and early 2000s. But it's been 
it's been since 2004, 2005, since anybody other than Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic pretty much has won anything. And Andy Murray, of course, got a couple. Give it up for the Brits, right? Give it up for the Brits. You've got to. I mean, but, you know, we, you know, the Americans, we have some guys, but nothing like we've had back with, with, like you said, Sampras and Agassi. Yeah. I enjoyed watching, you know, Michael Chang play. Um, with <laughs> his grit. There you yeah, go. With his grit and speed and, and, yeah, and being yeah, yeah. able to, to just outwork the other guy. I mean, yeah, we had Roddick for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had, you know, Isner had some flashes at times. Uh, you know, <laughs> he played 2,000 games against Mahu here in, in Wimbledon. I, know, I was going to bring up that Wimbledon match where I went for three days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ten- yeah, tennis is a good one, man. They, they sure did dominate the sport for two decades. Yeah. Well, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't note that uh, the junior men's champion at Wimbledon this year was a British guy. Uh, I don't remember his name, so it's not that important. But first time in like 40-some-odd years or something that they've had a, a junior men's champion. So uh, we'll see if <clears throat> he actually materializes and turns into right. something something good. So, well, we're drawn to the end here. I think we're going to, you know, it's uh, oh, that was a two-minute warning. Just blew off. So uh, we, need to, we need to put our two-minute offense in and uh, try to run out the clock here. Um, what's coming up, Dustin? What are we going to do uh, in the next episode or two, certainly, as we go forward? think moving forward like we've said from the beginning we are going to delve into some sports talk about that you know give our um, ideas predictions kind of what we see moving forward i think predictions are always fun because then you can look back later on what has actually happened and see uh, how much you know or how much you really don't know um, (laughs) about the games about the games themselves Um, but then obviously i will bring more of the the drinking into it as well since that's going to be a huge staple of what we talk about as well well, you know, I mean, if you can't enjoy a good drink while you're watching the game, what are you going to do? I mean, right, you, you, well, you're drinking your, what, your dragon water, or what are you drinking right now, or? Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's green. Well, it tastes like lime, but it's uh, sparkling water. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, and I, uh, I am uh, giving a nod to our sponsor, uh, Whiskey, as, as we go right now. There you go. There you go. There it is. But it's also important that we will bring in our, and we're going to help you get ready for your DraftKings season. Um, we have a segment, we have a couple of segments actually lined up that I think are going to be really beneficial for you. Uh, if you happen to be a DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever other platform you, uh, you want to go with out there, um, we're going to have some good times on that. Um, because, like I said, Justin and I play each week, and we'll definitely provide you the updates. Um, how close has it been the last few years, Dustin? I think last year it came down to the last game, or, or pretty close to it. I mean, we, we're we're neck and neck when it comes Not to even predicting. Just last and... year. Yeah, I mean, it's been like three years in a row, and and I and I've got the numbers to prove it that we've literally come down after doing seven, six or seven, you know, uh, DK games each week. And football pick'em, which counts as a point, all year long, we come through 15 weeks and we are dead even. It's like I don't even know if it's mathematically possible, but yeah, it's, somehow we do it. It's either we know a lot or we don't know anything, and we just think alike. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so we're dumb together. That, that wouldn't be the first time. Well, 
we've come to the conclusion of this first episode that uh, Nick and I have done. I do want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to to listen to us, just kind of go back and forth a little bit, let you know who we are and see where the show goes. But um, in this conclusion, I'm going to go ahead and kick it back to Nick now to, to reel us out. Thank you, Dustin. And thank you, listeners. We hope to, uh, like, like Dustin said, bring a little bit of excitement to your day, give you some insights into sports, maybe give you a new idea for a cocktail to mix on the way. And uh, thanks for listening to D4 Sports. D4 Sports is brought to you by Don and Dustin and by our sponsors, Sports and Day Drinking. Special thanks go to Trey Klein for providing the music behind D4 and all our friends and family for supporting us throughout this episode. Let's go have a drink. Yeah, man, the game's on. <laughs>